Welcome to America's Top Rabbitsons. In the merit of this class, may Hashem watch over all of the Jewish people and give enormous strength to the IDF soldiers, including Adar Bat Daniela, Aiden Bat Shirit, Adi Bat Ahuva, and Adi Bat Shushan. Please click on the subscribe button to subscribe to us on the America's Top Rabbitsons YouTube page, or click follow to follow us on your podcasting app so that you are the first to know when an inspiring new episode is posted. Today, I am so happy to welcome Hani Felberbaum. Hani created life-changing online programs where women can get powerful tools for mind and emotional healing and well-being so that they can stop thriving and finally start surviving. Hani is a certified life coach whose mission it is to help women eliminate trauma at the core so that they experience, you know, that they might have experienced in the past trauma from abuse or dysfunctional childhood or a loss or divorce. So she really does amazing things for women, and we're going to talk about this today. So thank you so much for being here. Please tell us more about yourself and what you do. Okay. Hi, Vera. So first of all, I'm so happy to be here. So glad to be here. I'm passionate about this topic and about helping Yiddish women stop surviving and start thriving. I think you might have like um, switched up these two words before. So it's about stopping to survive in life and just being triggered all the time and reacting to people and stuff. And when things happen in the world, you know, how to be able to just be peaceful inside and at the core and have amazing relationships and the world events, you know, are, are you're able to process that and to continue just your life from a real present and aligned and centered way. So I'm so honored and humbled and grateful to be here, especially now that we're having this interview on Hanukkah really is very meaningful to me because I am so deeply passionate about helping Yiddish women experience light in their life, um, especially after having you know, been suffering for years, many in silence and many just trying things and going from place to place. Um, so I really, I bench everyone to experience deep healing and light in their lives. We globally as Yiddish, you know, people, we need a lot of that now. And Hashem should perform miracles for us today, like he did in the mm -hmm. past. And every person internally in their own life and in their own heart and their own mind experience healing and love and light and just yeah, experience, experience that light, experience that real deep connection to themselves and Hashem and to others that keeps them in a beautiful, healthy, loving place that that's, you know, my brother to everyone. I mean, that is so beautiful. I love that because that's really, that is the essence of what we're going to talk about today. And you're right. So many people are experiencing this. People have been traumatized from in so many different directions, from so many different ways and so many different, you know, you know, places in their lives, whether it's from their parents or from a husband or from school or from work. I mean, tra trauma comes from all over and we're really, really going to help women today. So. Um, so I want to get started. Uh, I really, really am in awe of how you personally help women, as you said, stop sur stop surviving and start thriving in life by helping them heal their emotional trauma. So many women suffer from the shock of the trauma of an event or a series of events that took place in their lives. And when people experience trauma, they don't process it properly. If they don't do that, they end up living their entire lives from that traumatic place in their minds. Even if that event happened decades ago, they still live from that place in their minds. Um, it's as if they're constantly in fight or flight mode, living as if the trauma is currently happening and living like this way keeps people stuck in certain patterns and prevents them from growing. So today we're going to dive deeply into trauma and give women the tools that they need to begin to free themselves from the shackles of their trauma so that they can lead a full and vibrant life. So let's start at the beginning. Can you please explain to us like what actually causes trauma? 
Okay, so it's a great question. So first of all, I want to say like even the word trauma, I don't resonate with it so um, deeply. And I'll tell you why, because in my own life, I'll give you a personal example. The first time I really felt like, like I experienced trauma was actually um, 16 and a half years ago when I was in a car accident. It was a week before my baby was born and um, nothing happened, Baruch Hashem. It's just that we slid and turned and da -da -da, whatever and flew into the bushes and Baruch Hashem, not into a tree and all of that. But afterwards for a number of years until I learned how to release that from my body I actually had physical symptoms at certain times in the car so anytime the car would I like change lanes even though I knew it's happening you know we're changing lanes right now okay so anytime anything like that something would trigger my body would go into fight or flight mode and my heart even though in my mind I know I'm perfectly fine so that was the first time I experienced what people would call trauma but, but I have to say that having worked now with people and myself with so many powerful tools, I came to realize to an amazing level of awareness that we don't have to call it trauma even because people know that type of trauma. People know if you've experienced the fire or people have been in a war or soldiers coming back from war, they experience trauma, they need deep healing. But most people don't realize is that every single person goes around reacting to life to triggers from their past. And we don't necessarily call it trauma. And we don't have to call it trauma, but it still affects us deeply. It still affects us in a real, in a real way. And um and for that, that's where my real passion lies. Because even though Brahashem have been grateful to clear myself from that car accident trauma and help people, yes, sometimes in situations where they've been through um the a fire or things like that that is actually not what i really work with people um that's not where my passion is my passion is about relationship trauma people that have been um in an abusive marriage have grown up in a dysfunctional home have had a loss have been through a divorce and even people you know clients that have had that my high school principal um bullied me and she's having nightmares um or recently, a lady that called me, she says she's in her 60s, and she's, honey, my children, I want to give a name after my father who passed away this year, and I still have nightmares about my father. And that is where I am so passionate about helping people get to this emotional freedom place where people do not trigger you. And I don't think there's any person that can say I don't have that in my life. Like, yes, some have been through the real dark and deep emotional traumatic pain with another human being. Most of us don't realize, but that we are reacting in life to past situations. And I think that is where, um, besides for helping people heal from those experiences, clear their energies from their body so they get to live from a centered place and make centered reactions instead of reacting. I didn't know for the first 30 years of my life that I'm reacting to stuff. I just thought I'm so sensitive about this or I don't like to be next to those people or that situation that triggers me. And now when I realize and I know about energy and how energy works and how situations and events get stuck inside our body in our minds and how it's in our subconscious and we, we're not even aware of it, but we just, our life just moves around that. And this is how we react to things and we process things. And that's why we get triggered by people and things. 
and were able, and I was able to clear so much of that up for myself and now see the same situation that have caused me to be so sensitive in the past actually doesn't cause me to be sensitive anymore. Or the person that used to really trigger me and get me nervous or annoy me in the past doesn't anymore. Not because they change. You know what? Sometimes maybe they do change after I cleared up my energy. But it's all inside me. Um, it's this place where I'm passionate about helping women learn the tools, many of them, which are self-help. Yes, sometimes people need one-on-one -on -one sessions if the situation was bigger or more intense. But for those everyday traumas, which we, we don't, don't even call trauma, people can learn amazing self-help tools and techniques to not only clear up those energetic blockages inside themselves, but also to help prevent them from getting lodged in, in, in their system into the future. When we learn different mind and emotional tools and techniques, and that's really where I'm so passionate about helping women um, clear up the past and have powerful tools for the future. Moving forward, when situations happen, how to process them in a way that it does not get stuck into our system to then keep on, you know, controlling us without us even realizing. Right. And, and I love that. And that makes total sense because I feel like I feel like you're giving everybody hope that they can move forward from whatever trauma they had, whether it was a physical trauma, like being in a fire or a car accident, like you said, or relationship trauma from uh, an abusive person in our, in our lives. I definitely want to go go into that. And, you know, just let's see if we can give some women the tools to do that. I wanted to start- Even before that, very like, let me it's... get, you know, I'm sorry for interrupting you, but like okay. just an example that we're not even calling trauma at all. Let's say yes. in my own personal life. So a few years ago, um, I, I, I'm learning the tools and I put together, you know, my programs and the work that I do with people over 10 years worth of courses and trainings and, and amazing, powerful methods that are absolutely life-changing. So as I'm going on my journey, I keep on using the tools for myself. So this was like a couple of years ago, I would say, let's say five years ago, one of my kids was around eight at the time. And he would call me a crazy mother. If I didn't do the supper, he, he didn't like, I was crazy mother. You're a crazy mother. You're a crazy, whatever, da, 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 crazy mother. And <clears throat> normally in the past, I would have you know, I, I felt horrible, but I felt like this is great. We have to do something about it. And da -da. and it's true. We might have to do something about it. Maybe I should learn some paradigmation, talk to someone, talk to the kid, take care of it. But now these days I'm noticing that I am deeply hurt by this. Now there's a difference about just realizing this is something that a kid is doing. It's uncomfortable, it's not pleasant, and I should take care of it to being so deeply hurt about this. And at the time, because I had learned all of this, I noticed that I noticed that there's something coming inside of up inside of me that's making me feel really, really, really bad, deeply to the core. So I just used some of the tools that I was actually teaching at the time for this particular situation. Clear it up inside of me, clear up that energy that's causing me to feel so deeply hurt. And then one week later, the kid says, you're a crazy mother again. And guess what? This time, I'm just like, it's uncomfortable. It's not pleasant. Maybe I should deal with it, but it doesn't hurt me deeply. And this is a, a, a wow. kind of situation that happens to everyone. And it's not even labeled under the label trauma. And it doesn't need to, but it's still an area and a place where every single person can clear themselves and help themselves and then experience life so much freer. Okay. All right. So then let, let's talk about it. So how did you do that in that particular situation? You know, it really, really hurt you what your, what your um, child was saying to you, like that you're a crazy mother and, and things, people say things to, to other people that hurt them, whether it's a child saying it or a spouse saying them or a parent or a teacher, 
we get hurt all the time by, by the things that people say to us. So like in your particular situation, you know, in giving the tools to other women, what can women do when they're, I guess, if you could say triggered or hurt by these things that people say to them? Right. So um, it didn't really happen in one day. There are many, many powerful, powerful tools. But the simplest thing, see, I was already in a place at that point of awareness that it's not about the other person. It's something inside of me. And I think that alone is a life changing awareness um, when people have that, that they're can only be a button pushed if you have a button to be pushed. As in every single time I'm getting triggered by someone or something outside of me, that thing is already inside my body. And um, I will have to do a little experiment. Can I do a little experiment with everyone just to like explain a little bit of what happens? And what do I mean when I say that energy or that button was already inside of you? Okay, so what I want everyone to do is just close your eyes for a minute. <clears throat> And as our eyes are closed, we just put out one hand in front of you, like palms facing you, like I would say 12 to 15 inches in front of your face. Okay, now I have a question for everyone. Okay, and that question is, ladies, um, do you have a hand? Yes. Okay, now that's an amazing answer there, by the way. Now my question is to you, how do you know you have a hand? Now you might say, what an interesting question. I saw my hand a minute ago. I'm going to open my eyes. I'm going to see my hand again. But I want you to tune in a little deeper than that and tell me why you know that you have a hand. How do you know you have a hand? Okay, this question is for everyone. And not because you saw it before you, you closed your eyes. I mean, for me, if you want me to answer the question, I know that I have a hand because I can feel it. Okay, amazing. But you're not touching it with your other hand, right? I'm not, I'm not, no. Okay, great. You can feel it. I can feel it as well. Okay, I feel an... And a, a vibration in my hand. Yes. Right? Okay, now you can all open your eyes. Great. And now what I want you to do is rub those two hands together now. Very fast, like that. Great. Okay, now open your hands like slightly, like that, half inch apart. Okay, what are you feeling now? Heat. Yeah. Amazing. I feel heat and I feel a little bit more of like an even stronger vibration. Like there's really something going oh, on. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I feel, feel that, that? Yes. Yes, yes. Okay. Now, what is this? Everything that we've been feeling until now, that is energy. Hashem created the world with an energy system, actually created human beings in energy form before he created them in physical form. And um, the energy that's flowing through us, right, is, is should be open and flowing Okay, some of us know about Chinese medicine, things like that, but clearly every person has an energy system and you and you can experience and you can ex get to experience it sometimes. Now, same thing is with emotions. Emotions are energy as well. Now, another interesting thing about your hands is Vera, when you hurt yourself, anyone hurts ourselves, what do we do when we hurt ourselves? We let's say your 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 stomach hurts. Well, what do we do? We put our hands there. Yes. Hurt an elbow, we put our hands there. Why do we do that? Um, for protection. Okay, and it makes us feel better in the moment. When yes. you do that, it actually makes feel makes us feel better. So that's why we instinctively do that because we actually have a, a healing energy going through us, our hands. And when we do that, it really makes, gives us, you know, a, a better feeling. So we do that. So now emotions are energy. And really emotions are here for the amazing experience of life, right? And sometimes people might say, well, 
why do we need all these emotions? They're so complicated, right? Now imagine a world without emotions, right? That would really be like, I don't know, maybe the animals have that type of experience. I don't know. Um, but, you know, we have love, we have connection, we have joy, we have, and we have sadness and we have grief and we have all of those. And the, the question might be, you know, what about, why can't we have only the nice emotions? Right? That's a good question. <laughs> it is a good question, right? If only we can only have the nice emotions, but in the world, how Hashem created it with the principles of Zeli Imazeh, everything and its opposite, we only experience things because there is a contrast to it. So if you come into a room and everything is white, 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 white walls, white beds, white linen, white, everything, you don't experience the white. When there's a contrast, that is when, ask the designers, they would know more about this, I believe. But when there's a contrast, that's when we experience. So how do we experience happy? Because we know how it feels to feel sad. If we wouldn't have that, we wouldn't actually be experiencing the happiness. Make sense? It makes a lot of sense, yes. Okay, so really, ideally, emotions would just flow, they're an energy. And you know, when we tune into our bodies, as we're experiencing an emotion, we really could feel an energy sensation in our body, just like we felt in our hands before. Now, what happens if it's an unhappy feeling, it's if an unhappy um, emotion, it's a little uncomfortable. It's like if a person gets uh, an energy, an electric shock or something, I don't know, I shouldn't, nobody should, I never did, but I can guess that it could be an uncomfortable sensation and an emotion that's not pleasant going through our body has a little of an uncomfortable sensation. It's not dangerous. Rubbing our hands together was not dangerous, but it could be uncomfortable. So what most people we do, we actually stay in our heads and we rationalize. This is crazy. How can you do this? What's going to be? Da, da, da. How's he going to grow up? And all of that. And then we don't experience the energy flow in our body. You know, what's interesting is that um, studies were done on animals or people that were observing in the jungles would always see this unbelievable thing with animals that every time an animal would be chased by another animal, by a predator, after they're coming out of danger, they would shake their yes. body. I heard about right? that. That's really cool. Yes. Yeah. And we human beings somehow um, don't do that because it's not proper or, you know, I don't know reasons why we don't, because we have an intellect and a mind to come in and sometimes uh, mess things up, right? Which our minds are amazing in many ways, but sometimes it messes us up. And what that does for the animal is the energy that got stuck in their body, it starts the flow again. And then the energy can release and then they could continue life like never before. But for us human beings, we get into our heads because the sensation in our body was uncomfortable. I want to Let's do another little experiment. I want everyone to think about one thing this past week that hurt them or bothered them or triggered them. Okay, so think about a story. Okay, now, and you know, you can close your eyes again. It's gonna help, might help you a little bit better. When you think about that, I want you to tune into your body and notice that there is a physical sensation coming up somewhere in your body. An energy sensation. Yes. And I'm starting to feel it come up right here on the left side. <laughs> my, my, my stomach area. And for everyone, it could be different. Totally. Some people are going to start feeling it in their throat. And some people are going to feel it really anywhere. So what's that? It's that energy that got stuck inside your body at the time you experienced that. And it's still there. It didn't go away if we didn't know how to release it. 
um, <clears throat> that's it. That's energy. That's energy and it's stuck and it's and it's and it's there. Now, what happens to most of us at this point in our lives, we're not kids, is that we already have all this other energies from our past coming up. So let's say you're three years old, okay, and your parents are fighting. You don't know how to process that at age three, but it kind of leaves you in a very uncomfortable, vulnerable, scared situation. Yeah. There goes the energy in your body. Let's say you're five. Your friend says you're mean and she sticks her tongue out to you and you don't feel good about it again. And you don't know how to just process that energy. It gets stuck in your body. And we accumulate energies that get stuck in our body, hundreds of them. And by the time we grow up, we don't know why when our husband said something, which kind of could be like a neutral type of comment. If you ask someone else, for you, it was like a disaster. And that is because you have similar stories and situations from your past, from your childhood that are now stuck in your body. And anytime that gets pushed by a similar story, that old energy is gonna come up as well. Why does it do that? Because it's trying to finally see if this is gonna be the opportunity to release. Is this gonna be the opportunity to release? Right, So it comes rushing to the surface and you feel sometimes like exploding or that you're overreacting. Um, and sometimes we think, no, we're very, we have a legitimate um, complaint and we do, but you know what? Many times, if we're really honest with ourselves, we're gonna see that it doesn't really equal our reaction, does not equal to the event that happened right now. Oh, does it equal, does your reaction equal the hundred events that happened since you were born? Absolutely. But the other person doesn't necessarily know that. Interesting. Wow. So sometimes, yeah, you're right. Somebody could say something just just, just to say something, just something benign, something regular that somebody else who's looking at you would not think it's a big deal. But to you, for whatever reason it is, it happens to be a big deal. And all of a sudden you start, you start shouting, you start going crazy, you start getting really upset, you start getting triggered. And it's not really because of what happened right now, right in front of you. It's from everything that you've been holding on from years and years and years and years from the past. And that accumulates and that ends up as an explosion when somebody just says something that is maybe minor and a minor irritation. Exactly. Um, again, sometimes we don't even react, but we just hold it in again. But there it is. And it just it's and and we could say things like we're so sensitive, or sometimes people are like, I I can't go there. I can't, I can't marry that type of person. Or I don't like to go, you know, to my in-laws. And like, it's really about all those stuff. Sometimes we are clueless about them. Sometimes they happen even before we can remember. Right. And, and it's, it's just that we're reacting instead of coming from a place of centeredness. And I like to explain this also, like with a little, um, example that I made up, which is, which is just something that helps explain it a little bit better for people. So let's say, um, let's say it's in the winter. Okay. And it's snowing outside and your kids, the boys, of course, they want to run out and play with the snow. So they're all running out and you're like, they're not taking their coats. Boys somehow don't like to take coats. I don't know. It's true. Yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, like my boy, forget it. He went out with a coat. Why? Because it's 48 or 50 degrees. So it doesn't make sense to take a coat. He's so hot without a coat. Okay. But let's say there's snow outside and um, they're running out and you're the mother. You're like, 
absolutely not kids we're coming in this minute you're putting on your coat putting on your boots you're just you know that's how we play in the snow okay nice neutral situation now let's say a different lady she grew up with poverty and she didn't own a coat that really kept her warm when she was growing up or a different situation which actually was a story that a client once told me which is very sad but I'm just going to share it to, you know so people can get a a, a a feel of where a person could be coming from so when she was um when she was 12 her father once threw her out of the house middle of the night in the winter she ended up walking 10 minutes to a friend's house but so so let's say this type of situation very very sad type of, you know story um so now it's her kids that want to go out, run, running out and just play with the snow without wearing coats. And she's like, absolutely not. There's nothing to talk about. You are putting on coats this minute and we're not playing in the snow without a coat. Right? She's going to react in a very different way to the yep. same situation. Exactly. Yep. Right? So that is basically how it is. When, when we start realizing that, that's really the first step because... I, if I would have only known this coming into my marriage and realizing that it's not even about my husband was doing or saying, you know, for many women, that could already, already be a game changer, even without even having the tools yet, just to understand that my life's experiences, my emotions that got trapped inside of me, because in school I was rejected, because my friend dropped me, because my teacher hurt me, because my mother did this or that, and now I'm just reacting from all of that, is already a level. I'm not saying it's the solution, but it's already a level. I remember for me, for sure, it was a level to start noticing that, hey, okay, if I got triggered by this, so what's going on inside of me? Right. Right. I think it's, I think it's amazing because that, that awareness, just that awareness that you're talking about, you know, it's not the other person, it's you. And why is it me? And just to ask yourself certain questions. Why, you know, where is this coming from? You know, was, was this there's something that happened in my past? Was it the way that I was raised? You know, was the parenting style that my parents used? Was it the school that I was in? Was it their culture? Was it, you know, what was it? What was it that is um that I experienced in my past that's triggering my response now? And that could really get you thinking. And then it's a whole cycle. I mean, it's a real whole cycle. Then you're starting to go back into your past and you're really, really becoming even more aware of the things that happened that happened to you. And you're understanding better why you're reacting this way now in this present time. Exactly. Now, there's another thing I want to add to this is because once a person on that level, many times they're going to start going on a journey of uncovering and clearing up all of their childhood grievances. Yes. And I, and, and, and that's, that's a place to be and that's part of a journey but I just want to say from the 10 years of working on myself and learning and training so many powerful tools is that I came to realize that with Hashem's grace you actually don't have to do that there are so many powerful and amazing tools where you can help yourself and heal yourself without figuring out exactly what happened in pre-1a and it's been life-changing for so many women, especially, and again, there's an amazing place for therapy, and I'm sure there are amazing, amazing therapists out there doing great things, but life is too short. If we want to uncover and clear all of our trapped emotions, energies, figure out exactly what happened way back when, and you know what? Some of it is before you were born. Right. right. In the example of my car accident, my baby was born a week later. He was actually overdue a few days. So it had like Bar Hashem, nothing, nothing was with a car accident, but he was a very colicky 
hard baby. And at that point in my life, I didn't realize for, for a minute that it had anything to do with the accident. And the same way I was traumatized by the event, he was part of it at that time. True. So many times we going back to our, you know, to our past is not even going to do it because many of it was before we were born. You know, I remember a client and, and she had come to me with this story that her parents divorced before she was born. So actually she was aware of it. She knew, she said, I was never wanted. And that's a very painful place to be in. But, but what I'm trying to say is we can never, I don't think 120 years is going to give us enough time to heal every single story in our life. And the good news is we don't need to. We really, really don't need to. There are powerful tools and techniques that Baruch Hashem, our Zoycha to learn and to help so many others with that is like um, shortcut. Like I believe in actually in two, two ways. Um, taking this, going, you know, two different um, directions. Um, and I like to give the example, if you want to build a, a house, right? If you want to like redo or renovate or whatever it is that you want to do, you first are breaking up old stuff. You're taking out the garbage and then you need to have the tools and how to build up a nice new construction. And we need both, right? So we can't just start building on top of the old and we also just digging up the stuff is not going to get us really to a good place either. So when it comes to coaching, the way I work with clients is that we work on both levels. We clear up, again, not every single story and event, powerful tools that takes a chunk at a time and really gets us to an amazing place really well. And then we embrace new tools, mind and emotional tools to help us get moving forward in, a, in an amazing way. Okay. Does that make sense? It makes total sense, complete total sense. And I completely agree with you. So let's see if maybe we can share maybe like one or two of those tools with the women. So now that they're like aware of that's not the other person, it's them. And they have, you know, they're, they're, they have triggers from things that happened to them in their past, you know, or even before that they were born. What are some tools that they can now use to kind of get unstuck out of this place? Because they're stuck. Like you were saying before, the energy of the of the things that happened to us gets stuck in our body. And, you know, like the animals shake, shake it off. Humans don't do that. And that's why that energy gets trapped into our body. So what's something without without having to heal every single little thing? Because I agree with you, if we have to go back to heal from when we were one and then two and then five and then 10, you know, if, if we're 65 years old, it's going to take us forever to heal every single little thing, you know? So what is like one of those shortcuts that you were saying? How could we, we really move forward in our lives so we could really thrive without having to heal every little thing? Okay, amazing, amazing. I love this question. I want to dig in and give a little tools, uh, a little tool. So, you know, in the work that I do with women, there are a few tools that I do. I believe in working on a, on a conscious, subconscious, and energetic level. Um, and powerful tools on each level. So um, for example, with private clients, I do energy therapy as well, which is muscle testing to clear up um, to clear up those, those trapped energies. And sometimes it's beliefs encoded in us. Or let's say, um, let's say the lady that that told me, you know, she was born unwanted, she knows that fact. But let's say there are so many people that came down to this world unwanted and their parents were not divorced at the time when they came down here. And they're going to have that energy inside of them and live life with that energy. And besides to the point that there are no mistakes in this world and no person in this world was created by mistake, even if their, their parents didn't want them, okay? I don't know why I'm being, you know, I'm just going on a tangent here because in our history, David Amelich was not wanted, 
um, so many of our the big and great people in our history came down to this world not wanted. And it doesn't make a difference on your um, deservedness of being here, of your right to be here, of the contribution you have to make in this world. So that's just as a side note, I wanted to share that. But um, when we come in, you know, on an energetic level, some of it is like really what we don't know. And we can clear that with an energy therapy. Then there is the brain work, mind and emotional methods, um, where I use the Demartini method, which is an unbelievable power, power, powerful tool that like could turn, could take like 20 years of pain and like just take it down like that. Not in one session, but again, 10 to 12 sessions, not years of therapy either. Um, and it's been life-changing for women. Um, then there is the the tool that is very um on a on a on a conscious level that I like to share with people, powerful self-help tools. I would love to share one. Okay, right now, just, I think it's quite simple um, for anyone to learn. So before we mentioned that when you tune into your body, when you thought of something that triggered you, you're going to feel a physical sensation in your body. Yes. Now, what happens is with that physical sensation, if you, so, so, so that's exactly the tool I used when my son, actually, this was the tool, the process that I used when my son called me and shaking a mama. So again, I didn't do it in the moment. In the moment, I was doing bedtime. I wasn't doing anything in the moment. I was just noticing it. Okay. So later on, but because I had this tool and I knew, hey, honey, this really hurt you deeply. Go ahead and take care of it. You know, that night I sat myself down, found a comfortable place. And this is how we do it. Find a comfortable place. You sit yourself down and you think about the situation, just like we did before. We're like, what's the situation that triggered you? So let's say, okay, so the, today my son actually called me, you're a crazy mother, and it hurt me. And I think about it and my eyes are closed and I'm going to feel this sensation coming up in my body. Now, the amazing news is, is that when we, when this sensation comes in our body, guess what? It doesn't hold only the energy of the story with my son. It holds all the energies from the past where I felt either degraded, not valued, disrespected, hurt, anything similar to that event is going gonna, is gonna to come up in that physical sensation. And now, even though it's not happening right now, but my mind thought it. You see, the mind is such an amazing thing that when you think it's happening, your mind believes it's actually happening. Yeah. So when you when you just think my kid is calling me a crazy mother my body's going to bring up that energy and then what I do is instead of rationalizing thinking how I'm going to help him who I need to speak to I am just staying focused on that physical sensation in my body that is actually the entire entire technique that is absolutely life-changing I've used it to clear up so many things in my life I learned it from someone that uses this with like He's a coach that works with people that pay him $100,000 per day, for a VIP day. And he uses this process, okay? Calls it the peace process. And I'm tuned into my body and I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Okay, it takes a little bit of, of effort as in the mind is going to start taking over again. Every time your mind starts, your mind starts taking over da -da -da, with thoughts about tomorrow and supper or Hanukkah, you just go straight in what's happening in my body what's happening in my body. And all we do is we give our attention to the physical sensation in the body. And the longer we do it, the more energy dissolves. 
This and again, I don't, wow. it is, it is fascinating and it's unbelievably powerful. Um, you feel the sensation. Now it's going to be really interesting to notice that sometimes the sensation in your body is going to move and twirl and vibrate and all of a sudden show up in your throat and then in your leg. And all you need to do is follow it around and focus on it. And what happens is, is that your focus works like the flame burning out the oil. And after a while, five, 10, 15, 20 minutes where you're just sitting and following that physical sensation, every time you're coming in with a thought, you're going right back to, so what's happening in my body? Where is it in my body? And you're looking for it and you're noticing it and you're realizing it if it's coming, if it's, if it's soft or if it's hard, or if it's turning, twirling, whatever it's doing, just focusing on the physical sensation. We don't know how long it's going to take. Sometimes it's just 15, 20 minutes. Sometimes you got to come in every day. I, you know, when I teach this tool to, to women, I tell them come in and do it 10 minutes every day. Do it in bed as you're going to sleep. Think about what bothered you that day and, and do the peace process. Just feel the physical sensations in your body. And that actually start dissolving the energy. When I did that for one week, 10 minutes each day, I don't think I even did it every day at that point. I think I did it like a few times a week. The next week when my kid said, you're a crazy mother, energy just felt different. It felt totally different. And I still use this process all the time in my life. And actually, I have never tried this process for like a real, um, for a real, um, like real trauma because I was just doing it, you know, for the kind of triggers, you know, that were going on in my life. But I would love to read to you, and I actually shared this process once in a group of ladies, what one lady shared with me after doing this peace process. And again, I'm just sharing the, the you know, the rules and how it works here. But when I, when I do it with people in my group, we actually do it together and I guide them through it. Yeah. So we take the time, you know, to sit with it for half hour and everyone thinks of something and I guide them because guiding a person to like, so what's happening in your body right now and stay in the mind, stay out of the mind, stay in the body. Me talking like that helps, helps people stay in the body instead of going back to the mind. When I do it for myself, I talk to myself, stay in the, stay out of the mind, stay in the body. What's happening? Where is it going? Is it vibrating? Is it twirling? But that keeps you focusing on the physical sensation instead of, you know, and we do it all together like that as, as an experience. So this lady told me, um, I shared this process, which was the one I just shared with you, with my daughter-in-law. Okay, this is an email that I just printed out before because she had sent it to me when I when I shared this in a group. Um, I shared this tool with my daughter-in-law who was in a school fire, which triggered a trauma from Hurricane Irene. She tried this method and helped immediately. She has gone back to the scene of the fire multiple times now to see if she's triggered again and is thrilled to see that she wasn't. Wow. Um, yeah, so this is powerful and so, so simple. Anyone can do this, really. Right. No, I love it. And it really is simple. Anybody could do it anywhere. I mean, you just have to find a comfortable private place, you know, to, yeah. to do it. But I also want to acknowledge it's very simple, but it's also it's uncomfortable. It is. It's it absolutely is. Yeah. I'll tell you another place where I use this process. Okay. So um, I would in school not be able to open my mouth. I was very 
kind of, you could say shy or quiet, whatever else triggers were going on in my life at that time. But I was just this quiet girl and having to speak up really made me feel faint. Like I would literally go white and um, my classmates are going to know this about me. They're going to remember this. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't open my mouth. It just made, left me shaking and all of that. And a few years ago, somebody asked me to speak for the first time. I think it was like uh, seven years ago. And I had six weeks to prepare for that. And up until then, it was like, um, I don't have to speak. So who says I have to speak? But at that point in my life, I knew, honey, you know, you have tools at this point in your life. Don't let this hold you back. Start using your own tools. I didn't have the tools I have today, but I had, but I was starting to accumulate them. And this particular one, I had already learned at the time. So what I did was I had six weeks. So every, like really almost every day, I made a point of sitting myself down, nice, quiet place. I went into my bedroom and I closed the door. And what I did was I imagined myself speaking in public. And that's the amazing thing over here. You don't have to do it in the moment. Your kid is yelling at you. Your mother-in-law is criticizing you. Your husband is. You could come back later. Or in this case, I was able to do it before an event. Right. Just by imagining it happening. So I'm imagining, closing my eyes, imagining myself speaking in front of people and boy was I starting to feel sensations in my body I can tell you and it's not comfortable it wasn't comfortable it like really sometimes feels like some people are telling me like there's something choking in my throat or like and we want to run away from it because it is uncomfortable and it can leave you like yeah it's 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 just not comfortable and you sit with it and I sat with it like that for six weeks, I came back to it again and again for 15, 20 minutes a day, just felt the feelings in my body, felt them, I felt them, I felt them. And guess what? After the six weeks, I was able to speak. And that was really amazing. Wow. wow. So it's interesting in your case, how it worked beforehand. Like if somebody's preparing, like you said, to give, to speak in public, to give a presentation or something, you know, or maybe even go on an airplane. Some people are, are scared of flying. They can do this beforehand to right. help them. Right. Wow. So the thing, the only thing is over here, we don't know how much time it's going to take. That's, that's, that's the big question. Um, it doesn't really depend on the size of the story. Sometimes a bigger story, you just sit with it for an hour and it dissolves. And sometimes it's a smaller story. We don't know how long. The question always is time. Right. So so you, you want to give yourself that time. But every bit of focus and attention you give to those emotions that were trapped inside of you that weren't felt 15 years ago. They weren't felt. That's the thing. That's the idea over here. They were never felt. And now you're feeling it. You're feeling them in bulk. You're feeling like 100 stories at a time. You don't have to know what those stories were. I didn't have to know. Was it because in P1A when I spoke up, the girls laugh. I didn't have to know any of that. I don't have to go back to every situation that might have caused my extreme anxiety, social anxiety, but I can do this for myself and all those energies. I just needed to give myself the time and, and there you go. And you do it and you do it and you do it and you feel the feelings. And then we think about it and it's a week or two later and you're thinking about it. You're like, not so scary anymore. Not so scary anymore. You know, still something left here still some level, you can really see the numbers going down. I love that. I love that. Um, thank you. Um, is there another one? We, we don't have that much time left, but I would love, this is a great tool, I, the peace process tool. I love that. Is there another tool that you can share with us? Um, yes. This is more about moving um, forward. Um, let me see. 
Great. <clears throat> yeah, okay, so let's do another little experiment. Okay, what happens when we feel feelings? Okay, so let's say we're not overreacting to something from before, but it's just that, I don't know, you're sitting in traffic and things get you mad and things get you upset and things just normal emotions that are just, we could say every day. Sometimes what we do is we hold on to them very tight. And let's do another little experiment. Okay, so everyone, if you have a pen or a pencil in front of you, if you could pick that up, you'll have one. Okay, so so just let's hold on to them really tight like that. Okay, so we're really gripping it tightly. And now this is what we do plenty of times with our emotions. It's like, it's not serving us, but we're holding on to it tight. Now, look what happens when, like what would happen if we just open up that grips, loosen up my, I loosen my fingers, loosen my palm, and I even let open my fingers all the way. And there you go. We let the pen go, right? This is what we have the power to do when it comes to our emotions. Now, again, if we're being overly triggered by something, it's a clear sign. It's not just from now, and we need other tools for that. But I'm talking about everyday occurrences, okay? Um, and I would love to explain to you how to everyone how we can let go of those um of holding on tightly to our emotions, okay? <clears throat> okay, so I just you know prepare this right here in front of me. So I'm gonna be looking into my notes with the tools, okay? So again, we're going to start by thinking about something that happened. Um, you know, you're standing in line, the person in front of you is taking so long to pay, or you're sitting in traffic, or your kids did something. Again, something that just annoyed you or, you know, got you upset, okay? And it's okay, it's normal, we're human beings, it's allowed to get us upset, but not so much fun to go around life holding on to everything like that, right? Yeah. So again, we're thinking of something, okay? Think about today or yesterday, the past week, something that was really, you know, got you upset. And then we're gonna do the same thing, okay? And what happens is in the moment, we were not feeling our feelings in our body. We basically were like in our minds and rationalizing and this crazy and how, how dare they and this and that. So we're just feeling in our body again to feel where is that physical sensation coming up in our body. Mm -hmm. Okay, now once we have that, uh, we're going to ask a simple question. And that question is, can I let this go? Now, this is just another way of saying, can I unclench the grip that I have around this feeling like right now? Can I release that grip? Can I let go of that resistance? Can I drop the emotion, holding on tight to that emotion? And how we're going to do it is we ask the question, we inhale. Can I let this go? Inhale. Okay. And then we can answer actually yes or no. You have totally the right to say no if you feel like it. If you feel like you cannot let go of this, you can let go. But we exhale yes, or we exhale no, whatever works for you. And your body will loosen that grip. So let's do it again, okay? You have that story, you have that situation, you feel it, you feel that sensation coming up in your our body. We take a deep inhale and we ask, can I let this go? 
Yes. I love it. I do. I do feel like I'm releasing that emotion. I feel yes. I feel lighter, especially my shoulders. Yes. And you might want to repeat this a few times and you inhale again. You ask the question, can I let this go? Take a deep inhale. Yes. And we release like that. And even though you might want to feel, you feel like saying no, no. And you exhale with that question, you will still feel a form of release. Again, this is simple and quick for everyday annoyances and stuff that comes up in regular life, you know, because think about it. Even without the deep traumas and deep triggers, it's raining and you want to have a certain different weather in your life right now, or there's traffic, you know, especially the things that are so not personal in life. I, I always say, let's start with a not personal stuff, okay? Because, which I like to call the low-hanging fruit. Because if you start using the tools and, and when listen, when I work with private clients or in my group programs, we go straight to the big stuff. But every person for themselves in day-to-day -day life, there's low-hanging fruit. There is, you're looking out and it's raining and you're like, oh, it's raining. And how, they're not, I'm like, it's nothing personal. Hashem didn't create the rain just for you right now, even though I do believe it is just for you, but in a good way. But let's not talk about that. It's not personal. You're sitting in traffic. Everyone else is sitting in traffic. It's not personal to you. You're standing online in the store and it's not personal. It's, it's yuntive now. Everyone is standing online in the store. We can use this instead of holding on tight and causing ourselves um, distress and having stuff trapped in our body, we can ask ourselves the question, okay, can I let this go? <sighs> yes. I really like that. I can see that how that could be cathartic, especially in the moment, especially for things that are not personal. I think you're right. For things that are a little bit more personal, um, it's going to take a lot more work. And it's good to work one-on-one -on -one with a coach. It really is. And that way you can dive, dive into it and you can give them more tools. And over time, I think it's important for people to realize that they're not going to cure themselves of, of trauma and of, you know, not going to release all their emotions in one day. I think that's really, really important to be realistic about that. You know, we want it gone. We want it gone right now, you know, but it's, it's, it's not going to happen, but it will happen if we stick to it. You know, if we work with somebody with a coach and we stick to a series of tools over and over and over again, we will make progress eventually and, and, and move forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Again, and that's why at the same time, I feel like at the same time, I want to have, I share with as many people as I can, powerful tools to to make it easier, like not to accumulate so much energy. So if we're getting hyperventilating about the traffic and about the weather and about the line and about the the, the all of that, there it's so much on our system, so much on our nervous system. So if we can only start with that and everyone can do that for themselves, that is already a game changer. But, um, and it's true that if we're coming up with bigger stuff, we might need to work with client, with people one-on-one. -on -one. And you might need to work with someone one-on-one. But, um, because I've learned in the past so many life-changing, powerful tools um, that are that are just so unbelievably powerful and does not even need one-on-one -on -one, um, 
coaching, I went ahead and I created this online program where I've had people, again, with loads of siyata deshmai, and I'm very grateful to Hashem for giving me this chis to learn all those amazing tools and to put them together in a program. I put them together in a program where people do not have to work with me one-on-one. They could just be part of a group, listen online, or join over the phone, and we do powerful, powerful healing. And it might not be enough for everyone. If you've been through that traumatic relationship, if you've been through some abuse in your childhood, you might need more than that. But I've had experiences from clients, from women who I've never met in person, do not know who they are. They just send me their emails and leave me their voice messages of just taking part in a group program, how different their life is um, by these powerful tools that we can do on our own and we do not have to spend years that's the good news. I want everyone to be left with feelings of hope over here. It does not have to take years. That's where my real passion lies. It doesn't have to take years. Life is never going to be long enough to clear up every story in your childhood. And Baruch Hashem, I've been zoicha that many of the people that come to my programs have already been in therapy for years. They've already tried that route. Sometimes they've gotten some help sometimes, but when they come, you know, the people that have been helped, they don't come to me. I'm talking about the people that have tried that route and they were not, they didn't get help. Right. And, and they, sometimes we work one-on-one. Sometimes they just join a group program, which is way more affordable and <clears throat> so much easier. And they're able to clear tremendous pains and traumas in their life. And um, if I would, can I share like some of the feedback that are like from, sure, from women? Yes. So so yes, so this is again, never, never work with me privately. Here's a lady, she says, just the, the last program that I've completed, this was, you know, 20 weeks of a level one, a level two, where she just participated over the phone and listened in and did the work. And she says, hi, Hani, I'm so grateful that I joined this series. It has really changed my life. Um, I've been very busy at work. Okay, this is some just personal stuff over here. She says, my husband really knows it's changing me. I'm so grateful. Okay, Hashem should vent you with all the brokers. Okay, this lady says, I have completed homework up until class 19. It is such a great feeling to love someone dearly without resentment. I'm scared to go back to my therapist lest she just put him down in my eyes. Any ideas? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, this was from a lady also that I never met in person. Um, she lives actually in Ushalaya and she sent me and she said, um, Khani, you know, before we, we dig in and we do some deep work, I ask people to write down a paragraph and how pained they are by the situation because I want them to be able to gauge progress. That's smart. So this is what she said. Here's what I wrote about my father before we started. I'm so angry that you gave me so many triggers, angry that you didn't think how your lashing out at me and anger would have long-term effects on me angry that I have so much baggage because of you and her number was a 10 really strong anger resentment I asked them to write a number smart here is what I wrote after I completed the program thanks for being a great dad you supported me and helped me grow you did so much for me um, you worked hard for us and tried your best. You made me into everything I am today. You taught me about Yiddishkeit. You took me to school. I made learn to school. I made learning fun. Um, I now see that Hashem gave me a wonderful training ground. It is exactly what my soul needed to become the best me. Thank you for everything you did. I love you. 
I love I it. I get it's chills beautiful. every time I read that. This lady says, I turned 63 yesterday. I've been married for 40 years. Better later than ever. Amazing. So this is great. You can heal at any age. This is amazing. This is really great. And if people want to get in touch with you um, to participate in your programs, how can they do that? Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, one thing we, one topic we didn't even talk about was marriage, which I am so deeply passionate about as well. This is like another big area. We're not going to go into that, but, um, and, and that's actually how, you know, I think people, um, you know, because I put out the past two years, like summits on, on marriage and intimacy, which was like really went around the world and we had over 40,000 um, women tune into that. And that's mm -hmm. another passion of mine. And I, I really, I approach that in the same way. I feel like clear up your baggage, learn powerful tools for connection and love and passion, which many of us never ever learned in our masculine world. We didn't know how to do that and how to whatever. So if you go to hanifelberbaum.com to my website, mm -hmm. um, that's Hani with, an, with a Y, felberbound.com um first of all i have some really powerful free things over there there are free classes um again i have free classes on marriage uh, one of them is called the the nida blues how to go from feeling unclean to feeling special um one of them is cool is like how to embrace your feminine powers and create deep connection and love in your marriage that uh, some of them are marriage um some of them are just on personal you know, with the situation now going on in the war, some some tools and inspiration there. Um, what else? I probably have like five or six free classes there that are really powerful, you know, great, great stuff that women can learn more, get a little taste um, of what I do. Um, I will include your um, the, the website in the show notes. So if you're watching it on YouTube or on the uh, podcasting apps, where it is, there's a description of the show, I'll include the website address so people can just click on it and go visit your website and they could see the classes. So yeah, amazing. And there's a free yeah. download over there as well that you could just download and print out, which is three secrets to activate your feminine energy and supercharge your marriage. Um, now, you know, there is twice a year that I give a, a free training, like a three day thing where I share more powerful tools for releasing trauma. Um, so I don't know when I'm doing it the next time. So if anyone wants to join for that, just make sure you're putting your email. So you're going to get, you know, notified. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much, honey, for joining us on America's Top Rebbitsons. And in the merit of this class, may Hashem watch over all the Jewish people and give enormous strength to the IDF soldiers, including Adarbat Daniela, Adinbat Shirit, Adibat Ahuva, and Adibat Shushan. Thank you so much again. Thank you so much for having me. This was a really special and such a, you know, deep honor and a privilege for me and again like I said especially that it's Hanukkah now I feel like let's bring in more light you know we want to spread the light mm -hmm. we want to help people experience deep and lasting healing and inner peace and 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 yeah and just free themselves from the baggage and I want to leave everyone this last piece of hope you can do it you can I didn't go into this just one day deciding oh I think it's a nice idea to start helping people with trauma no First, I cleared up my own stuff, which is not the point of this interview. And when I was able to do that, Baruch Hashem, and my life changed in such unbelievable ways, I was like, hey, I got to share this with, with more women. A hundred percent. So thank you for having me. Thank you for being here.